Hey, what's up, everybody? Yours truly back in the space, back in the place once again, Mickey Smith Jr. And it is time, time to see the sound, the podcast that delves a little bit deeper. You know, we all know about the subject matter. We know about the pedagogy. We know about the techniques. But really, the thing that makes it all work is the individual. It's that sound adult. That's what transcends it from being just a lesson plan to an experience that lasts for a lifetime. So in this podcast, we take a little time to discover the sound. Now, when I say the sound, we're not talking about necessarily the the audible sound, but we're talking about the internal sound, the internal significance that great educators bring to a space, bring to a place, and that sound can either resonate or repel. But the great educators are those sound adults who help every child under their charge discover their own sound. And I, I am delighted. I am excited. I am just, I'm totally geeked up today about my, my, my guest. He's, he's, he's my brother in the Grammy world. He, he's, he's my brother from another mother. I mean, I mean, my man, he's got the great name just to go with it, guys. He's got the great name. I want to say congratulations and welcome uh, to my friend, Mr. Zach Pitt Smith in the house. Zach, good to yeah. see you, man. This is great to see you. I'm so happy to be here. You are a huge inspiration to me, and we're all doing we're all doing this work. And uh, yeah, wow, you're you're. I'm, I'm really keeping up tabs with what you're doing, and uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Well, I appreciate it, and I'm telling you, uh, for those listeners out there, you won't be disappointed today because uh, you know it's it's all about being real. It's about being authentic. It's about being transparent in this season because that's what people want. Sharing our sound and the work that you're doing, Zach, is amazing. And I can't wait for our listeners to hear more about what you do, but most importantly, what you're being in this season. So, look, guys, hey, on the other side of this sound, you'll see the sound. We're back, guys. See the sound, and uh, today, today, I, I, I gotta say congratulations right off, right off the cuff. I mean. What an amazing honor uh, when you can be recognized by an institution that we really all see as the preeminent powerhouse for mm. our field, for our industry. Mm. Uh, I'm mm. talking about the Grammys. And look, Zach, at the time of this, you have been named a top 25 semifinalist. Congratulations. Congratulations, man. Thank you. I, it's, I have to pinch myself, Mickey. It's, uh, it's hard to believe. Um, I'm, you know the just just with numbers and you say wow top 25 and i try to think about all the people who do the work that we do in all of the schools around the country that the you know that the grammys are paying attention to there were over 1200 applicants in this it's uh it's pretty unbelievable and i i i really am honored to think that somebody took the time to look at my application and and look at the achievements that we've been doing uh over the 15 years I've been at the school I'm in in Oakland and it's like okay I'm I'm yeah. I'm, I'm honored it's great you know I, I it it in a weird way my mind's different you know I teach middle school I think you got to be a little different to teach middle school so I see stuff differently and oh yeah when, when I think about this award I think about that Jet Li movie I don't remember the exact one but I think it was called the one and like he was he was fighting everyone like he was the ultimate fighter and and they were like thousands and thousands of people and whoever became the one was at the top of the mountaintop and i'm like man that's kind of how this grammy award feels there's no categories like there's no there's no elementary general music division there's no middle school there's no high school division there's no orchestra division or choir division <laughs> like they low-key say we're gonna pick one person and i'm mm-hmm. like wow it's like the magnitude of it and, he, and to reach this point when you're 25 you know i i 
I had shared um, a, a word. We had spoken previously about this. And one of the things I was saying was taken in because for me, it went so fast uh, as somebody who's been through the process a number of years. You know, I've been very fortunate and blessed to even receive the award, but a lot of people don't realize six years, I lost that award, so to speak. And I use the word loss loosely. People would send me these messages when I made the finals or the semifinals and I didn't quite go all the way. And they're like, oh, Mickey, you know, better luck next time, you'll get yeah. it. And I'm thinking, when was the last time you were top 25 in like the country? Like Let's no disrespect, but I'm like- to, to recognize where we did get to. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to tell you, I, I don't have ambitions to be the top. I don't I didn't have ambitions to be in the semifinals when it was the quarterfinals. This was really to me not not that beauty contest, not that I am going for the gold. Um but it's it's just an honor to be here. It's an honor to have the opportunity to be in front of you. I've 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 had some other conversations with some with some people in the press here in the Bay Area, but mostly when it's mentioned around my classroom and in the district, the kids just feel yeah, man. elevated and that to me is what it's all about this is not just about me it's about it's about our community that's good you know like for for listeners right now they may be like man he changed the form up the format up a little bit that's because i wanted you i wanted you to hear and feel zach's heart and and if you're listening right now you can feel more than anything that that with him it's 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 about not ambition but vision I always mm -hmm. believe that ambition feeds self, but vision feeds others. And and he, his perspective is, is such a powerful one that when you're a part of his program or you're, you're in the room, you leave better for it. Uh, and it's not just my words. I've had opportunities to hear his students speak, to hear parents and stakeholders, and, and to watch the work he's doing specifically through jazz, which you, a lot of times you don't hear as much about. Like I'm, I, I'm, I got an affinity toward that. I mean, I'm from the Bayou State. I play right. the sax. You know, that, that's, that's been a, 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 not a calling card, but it's been a foundation and a bedrock for my musical experience. Not to say I'm the greatest jazz in the world, but it definitely oh, made I heard music. you. I love your playing. I'm working on it, man. Look, look, I, I'm learning. Somebody, somebody asked me a while back, hey, how you doing today? I said, I'm learning. You I'm know, and I, and I think that's like life. If you're living, you're learning. And, right. and, and jazz has been that thing for me that has allowed me to see music again and again and again mm -hmm. for the first time. Every time I see it, it's like the first time, and that's cool. So, so for, for our audience out there that's listening today that, that may not be familiar with you, <laughs> I laugh right now because it's so funny because they're familiar with you, but they have no idea they're familiar that's right. with they you. They didn't know what they were hearing. They didn't even know. <laughs> and, and there's some work that you and your students have done, too, that actually puts you on a global stage to the yeah. point where even if people didn't know you, they didn't realize they, they pretty much had you in their living room. They brought That's you true. into that. They brought you into the home. They had you on the device. Uh, an amazing experience. We'll talk about that with Disney and Pixar and all those folks out there. But just take a moment, uh, maybe like a minute or so, and just kind of share with us exactly who you are and maybe how we got to this point. In a minute. Okay. Yeah. Um, in a minute. NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got to teaching because... Um, because I, I, I had already had a passion for performance and I already had a passion for music from a, a number of different angles. Um, my degree when I left college was in ethnomusicology. And I, what that meant to me, and it still means to me, is what is music play, what role does music play in culture and in people's lives? Um, 
And but all the all the while through that study, I knew that I was a performer at heart. I may not have you know the best bebop chops, and I may I you know I'm like you. I'm still learning. Yeah, there man. was a there was a time when I went to a, a camp that focused on uh, Brazilian music, and there were two there were two ensembles. There was the beginning ensemble and the advanced ensemble, and there was a little bit of disgruntled you know uh, talk in the in the in the beginning ensemble. It says, "Well, we're in the beginning ensemble. Why aren't we in the advanced?" And the teacher, I'll never forget this. He said he said well i'd rather be beginning than ending oh that's good right? that's good and so it's like you said every day is a beginning every day is a new start every time we listen to this piece of music every time we we start over it's a new it's a fresh new listen so i i moved to the bay area started teaching in in urban schools in 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 richmond california and then later in oakland um mostly because those are the schools that look like where i grew up in rochester yeah. new york okay. in the city um and in which a very you know in which i was thrust into a very diverse cosmopolitan experience um and where i as a white caucasian uh, cis man i needed to be in in the minority and that's i think an important experience for everybody to know what that's like and recognize the diversity of a classroom and i i, I can't imagine a better place to to kind of have that be the laboratory of life right. and you know, jazz has always spoken to me. I grew up listening to blues and 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 folk music from my parents, and um, and playing it in, in in high school and in college, uh, and then pursuing uh, a fledgling uh, career a little bit. And in my twenties, uh, toured a little bit, um, and then fell in deeply in love with Brazilian music, um, particularly improvisationally informed yeah. Brazilian music, samba and choro and 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 whatnot. And uh, did some touring around the, the States, did some touring in Brazil as well, and came back and f started a teaching career um, that landed me at this incredible middle school where I've been in fi for 15 years in, in Oakland um, that has allowed me to build a, a, a program the way I see it. You know, we have a, an orchestra director as well. She has three levels of orchestra. I do three levels of concert band and, and two levels of jazz band uh, and, a, and, a, and a, a general music path that also has a real broad, broad uh, scope, a lens of, of world music. So it's really much a world music um, uh, ensemble. Um, I think that you open people's hearts and people's minds through their ears as a music teacher. And if you're, you know, if, if we'll be better citizens if we can hear each other's sounds and find ways to really um, mesh with that and harmonize with each other and, and gel as an ensemble, that's, that's, the, that's, the, um, that's the analogy of, of society. That, that really appeals to me. And I actually had a student come in through my classroom the other day, an alumni, and she was so eager to get up in front of the class to, to be the sage alumni. Can I, can I Mr. Pittsburgh, can I, can I talk to the class a little bit? I said, of course, Melody. <laughs> that yeah, yeah. Melody. Of course, Melody, it, the stage is yours, have the podium. I didn't know what she was gonna do. I didn't know if she was gonna teach them something. She was a, she was a great oboe player her three years with me. She's now all of one year older than these eighth graders. She's a freshman <laughs> coming back and she goes, listen kids, yeah. Listen, what, what you learn in here is not just about music. I haven't touched my oboe for five years. Sorry, Mr. Pittsman. I said, that's okay. You, you got to do what you got to do. But this is about living. I could, and I just had tears in my eyes to hear her own yeah. words of saying, this is about li life lessons and morals and becoming a better human.
Hey, let the church say amen. We, we can close the church doors today. That's what I'm talking about. See what I'm talking about, Sound 180 audience? See what I'm talking about? Because I, I, I always tell you that that when we bring folks on, it's not just about the subject matter. Look, Zach, I got this thing at the end of at, at the end of school year. Uh, I would always have a big band party. OK, and I told the kids if they keep the rules, we'll basically break all the rules that day. So so it, they, they pretty much did whatever they want to do. And they had a great time and it, we never had an issue. But they definitely they were living life like it was golden that day. Right. And, yeah. and when we finish, we'd send we'd send out the sixth grade. Right. You send them out, send them back to class. We'd send out the seventh grade. And at this point, it starts getting real because the lights are back on now. And, you know, the, the music has stopped. The party's over. And they're looking around and it hits them like, okay, this is the end of the school year and it's us. Oh my yeah. goodness. This is one of the last things we're going to do this school year. And I pull them all in and I tell them, all right, the joke was on you. This was never about music. Mm -hmm. And we begin to explain some of those, some of those things that the, that the sage freshman was talking about that, that, yeah. that, that it's not really about the subject matter. It's about showing you how you matter and mm -hmm. showing you what matters in this thing called life, that mm -hmm. significance. Um, and I love what you said on so many levels, so many, so many things to unpack. We're going to have some fun today. So many things to unpack. I love how you said too, that open hearts and open minds basically start with open ears, right? Right. And that's true in music. I always tell the students, you know, if you can't hear the person next to you as much, if not more than yourself, then maybe you're playing out of balance, right? Mm -hmm. Unless it's called for in that mobile, unless it's a solo or some sort. But but right. balance in band means that it's not about you, it's not about me, it's all about we, right? Mm -hmm. We're mm -hmm. together. And I think that that parallels so many of the things that we want to see modeled in society, citizenship, ensemble. And these are things that, that they're learning. So I, I'm just curious, a man such as yourself, uh, that you're in a school like this, and we gonna, I want to unpack your vision for, for your program and, and all this, uh, but I, I, I got to be real, okay? I'm just going to go ahead and jump to the end, and we're going to reverse engineer it. Let's go. I'm watching the movie. Uh -huh. I'm watching the movie and I'm getting calls and texts. Mr. Smith, is that you in the movie? And I'm like, no, <laughs> not that I know of. I wasn't, I wasn't directly consulted. Right. And, and, but the whole time, you know, I wasn't even geeked up about the main character. We talking about the movie soul y'all. Okay. Yeah. We're talking about Disney soul. I thought it was a great movie uh, on so many levels because um, it did reflect a lot. My students would hit me up like, Mr. Smith, are you sure? Cause you talk about your spark and your sound mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. I said, honey, I don't know. I, I wasn't, I didn't get the call. I wasn't consulted, <laughs> but I love the fact that this was focused on that. We have to understand there's more to this thing called life. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we give value to and credit to, and the movie did a great job of showing that. But what I thought the movie did a great job with was, was, was paying honor and respect to the authenticity of mm -hmm. the musical experience and just small details of even how to hold the instrument and, and certain sounds that you would expect. And I'm gonna be honest, mm -hmm. as, a, as a band director, I'm listening. Oh, yeah. oh, and yeah. I'm like, no disrespect, but I'm like, that's middle school. That's like, real, I, that's middle school. I was yep. like, this is a middle school band. And I was sitting there with my wife. She was like, oh, okay, whatever. I'm like, <laughs> you're like, no, no, like they got it. I don't know how they did it. And then even even as the band progressed and and then at the end we heard something, I'm like, this is like, this is like legit, like they sound good, like the credits and everything. I'm like, they sound good, but this is this is middle school. And at the beginning, there were some of the squeaks and squawks where I was like, yeah, I recognize that. Yeah. I'm like, man, these professional musicians, they got it. I don't know how they did it. And then I find out it wasn't professional musicians. Talk to us a little bit about that. Who who exactly were we hearing, Mr. Smith? 
You, so in the beginning of the movie Soul, Pixar, Disney collaboration, they, uh, they hired, they hired my band from Edna Brewer <laughs> Middle School in Oakland to, uh, to play the, to play the beginning, uh, scene where, uh, um, where Joe Gardner is teaching the students and, and the work and the song they're working on is, uh, Things Ain't What They Used To Be by yeah. uh, Mercer Ellington. And so they, you know. It, this was a matter of being in the right place at the right time. And it was a thrill to us. And it still is a thrill just to even think that that happened to us. A lot of those students are currently in a high school alumni program that I'm working in that's an all-star big band from around Oakland. And so I'm still in contact with them. They're still riding high from it. And matter of fact, some of them even have some big heads because of it. They're like, yeah. oh, $50, $50 gig? No, thanks. I've already played Pixar. <laughs> I've played you know, Pixar. <laughs> the whole, hold on. Hold on. You know, get, bring it back to the bring real Bring it down a notch. <laughs> but we, we played a, uh, we play a, uh, a fundraising concert at a local jazz club in, in Oakland called Yoshi's every year. Oh, yeah, man. I'm familiar with Yoshi's. Okay. Okay. So look, we, look, look. Listen, y'all. <laughs> he said it. He's so nonchalant. We played at Yoshi's. Yoshi's ain't just letting anybody up in there. I'm just being honest. I mean, like heavy hitters come to Yoshi's, and and yep. even when uh, when we talk about youth performers, it's it's a pretty prestigious thing to be able to 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 be on that stage. So yeah, yeah most of yeah. So they so we were there on a Monday night, probably back in 2018, 2017. I'm not exactly sure which day they they were there, but. You never know who's in the audience and that's another life lesson right there is you never really know who's going to be listening to you and uh it happened to be dana murray who was uh who was the producer of this upcoming movie and they already had the concept that they wanted real middle school musicians to be uh joe's students in the film at least you know playing the sounds so they gave us a little bit of a background. Of course, I was thrilled. What you know, the main character is a, a, a middle school band yeah, director man. who also has a has a jazz career. Sign me up. Let's go. Um, I didn't know much more about you know who was in it, and it kind of. I'm sure that it's, it's 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 hush hush top Ooh, top secret yes. stuff. Yeah, so secret that when when the when the trailers started coming out and the movie even came out, I wasn't even sure which parts they had taken ah. from us and which parts had been thrown on the. I wondered the, about that. Yeah, on the floor, they so they had us come in and 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 talk about prestigious places. They got to they they took us up to uh, Skywalker Ranch up in oh, up in Marin get County. Out of here! Y'all went to the ranch. Yes, we went to the ranch, and uh, you know, beautiful microphones, beautiful setup, and we were just feeling pretty pretty good about ourselves that day. And they say, you know, play the tunes that you have prepared. We had three or four tunes prepared, um, including that one. And play it at the best of your level, and now, now dumb it down. Now yeah, pretend yeah. you're beginners, and now let's get some squeaks and squawks. And meanwhile, you've got a, a bunch of video cameras kind of moving around us, so that the the uh, the artists could really render very authentically how that how that kid holds the trombone, how that kid holds the saxophone, how the embouchure looks on the saxophone yeah. mouthpiece, all those things. So that was pretty thrilling to know that like. In addition to our sounds that made it on in, into the soundtrack, the image of those kids was some was somehow really studied in order to create the images. We also did the um, we had we had that happen. Uh, we recorded that piece. We also uh, had a star trombonist who, who who played the part for a few times of of uh, the main of the of that that character whose name yeah, is yeah. to me at the moment. But that didn't get recorded. That didn't get make it in the film. Um, um, and then uh, we also did the opening 
uh, When You Wish Upon a Star oh, credits. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard it and I said, wow, that's my kids. Uh, turns out, turns out we did it too well. That's what that's what the producers told us. And when they had to hire, I don't know. I think it was uh, some Disney like you know uh, copyright issues yeah, 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 and things yeah, like yeah. that. So when I heard the when I when we first saw the movie and I saw the the opening credit, the castle logo they call yeah. it, I said, oh wow, that's us. And it turns out they had you know studio cats doing that. So, funny, funny. but you know, the whole thing was, was a real experience. A lot of the kids look back on it and say, wow, they only took our bad take. Is that something to get upset about? Do you feel like it was a switch and, you know, bait and switch? No, this is, you know, everybody feels really thrilled to be. Well, I, I, I got to see the, um, I guess you call it the virtual premiere. That's and, right. And you guys were, were featured and spotlighted, uh, yeah. and, and were able to play and, and, and really show your chops and, um, I can't I can't imagine how many of millions of people got to appreciate and experience yeah. that firsthand. And, you know, it, it's one of those things. What a gift. What a gift uh, you were able to provide those kids. And I say you were able to provide because, you know, of course, Disney, you know, uh, did the work, but they did the heavy lifting in production. But had had there not been the sectionals, had That's there right. not been the, the rehearsals, had they not been the practice, had they not been the encouragement, they would have never achieved their potential and reached this point of promise. Mm -hmm. And so much of life, like you said, is being in the right place at the right time, but most importantly, being prepared for it, yeah. being prepared yeah. for that moment, that opportunity. And that's a valuable lesson uh, for the kids. But I, I would imagine, I would imagine if we could reverse engineer this and if we could hop in the time machine and if we saw 15 years ago that first day, uh, tell me what was that like? I mean, nobody knew 15 years ago that this program would be would be not only captured but hmm. preserved in a way you know when you're in when you're on something for disney we're talking generational we're mm -hmm. talking a hundred years from now wow. you know this is gonna and this movie i believe will appreciate in value i don't think it's gonna depreciate i think i think the message that's here is something as time goes on people will look back at this movie and say wow this is the start of something powerful and even for music education as well too it, it, it's going to serve a very, very powerful role, I think, in, in this year and in, in years to come. Mm -hmm. But but let me ask you, when you first got there, did they have the vision? Did they have the understanding? Did you inherit a program that was powerful? Or, or, or did you have to create that? And what was that like coming into a situation? Talk to me. What was it like that first year? It was, it was pretty empty. And I was uh, a hire 15 years ago that was sort of at the tail end of what I would call the re recouping of public education in, in California, mm. particularly urban urban districts like Oakland, from the, the prop, prop 13 demise. And, yeah. you know, if you're listening, I'm familiar know, with it, but tell our folks about sure. If, yeah. if your listeners don't know it back in like late 80s, uh, uh, um, tax, uh, real estate tax was basically frozen in time so that Places like Disney or Facebook and these, you know, huge corporations don't didn't didn't have to pay any more an increase on their on their real estate on their property taxes, and those were the t that was the type of funding that was funding our our schools, sure. and you know California in the late 80s I, I believe was at the top ten five in terms of spent you know dollars per student now we're down in the lower five or lower ten i don't know exactly but we've lost a lot of traction in that way and so i was hired 
by a by a principal and by a, a, a PTA at a at a school that was that had this vision of saying we're we're going to reclaim some things and one of the things we want to do is have a have a music program. Um, I walked into the school, saw some really star teachers who are still there today, um, and you know, continuing to do incredibly inspiring work and and be just incredible educators for the students of Oakland there and great colleagues. And I was given a tour, and they took me through this room that was that was a history classroom, and 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 the principal said, you know, this was the old music room. And I was looking around. I was like, "Okay, this looks nice." It had all the acoustics uh, uh, tiles, and it had the the studio, the 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 soundproof practice rooms off to the side. And I was thinking, "Was she going to tell me that we were going to re, you know, reuse this?" And she said, "But but your room's going to be down the hall." And I would say, "Uh oh, uh oh, am, am I going to be a multi-purpose? What's going on?" She goes in there, and it's this vaulted ceiling. Uh, it's called the Playhouse. Okay. And it's a, essentially there's a stage on it and it's beautiful. There's 40 foot ceiling. And immediately I was struck with the grandeur of, of the room and the possibility of doing something big. And that's kind of how the principal was talking. But you're right. Then I rolled up my sleeves and started the first day and the first year and the first five years. And every day since then with a humble um, sense of here we go. It's Monday morning again. Let's go. Let's let's do the next work. Let's let's fix those tunings. Let's 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 fix that broken spring because everything falls apart and everything yeah, yeah. you got to put it back together. I think that um, you know you're right. You know, 15 years ago, there's no way in my mind I ever would have possibly imagined that we would have had that opportunity to be on the on the Disney screen. But then again, Mickey, I kind of looked at it when it happened. I wasn't prepared for that event any more than I was for a there gig at the corner show. So it was like, this is just another gig. Yeah. yeah and I yeah. tried to teach the kids that same thing. We don't know what this is going to be. Just bring your best self. You know, that, that's, that's, that's such a powerful point, you know, for all of us right now, no matter where we may be or however we may be, um, none of us are truly prepared. You are who for you these are. Moments. You prepare as much as you can, but, but life has a way. I mean, whether it's, whether it's getting married or having kids or, uh, starting a new job, you you may intellectually know what it takes, but there are just some, there's the on the job training. There's the and, stuff that you just got to figure out. And and I I had already speaking of getting married and having kids, I had already gone through those life lessons and and the mental state yeah. that that I had to rethink like is this the right time? Is this now? Is this what's supposed to happen? And I realized there is no right time unless unless my heart is there and so the, i mean the same thing is true with teaching these students that's like you are going to bring what you can today tomorrow tonight's the concert you're going to play what you can and you're going to fake it till you make it on the things that that aren't quite there yet but you're going to feel proud you're going to feel like a million bucks because you were there and you played the things that you were able to do um i i really think that you and i are kindred spirits in that way that i really love the way you speak to your students ab about bringing their best selves and having them shine, recognize the things that are inside them. Although I was just on my way home today, I was looking at the um, one of the sessions that you're going to do next week about uh, social emotional learning yeah. in the classroom. Uh, what is that through stand up for music or, or uh, save the music, save the music. Uh, yes. And I was thinking about what a daily challenge it is to really reach that goal of equity and make sure that every kid is coming along. Just today I had a, you know, a student who is, maybe she's not meant for the flute. Mm -hmm. Maybe the flute's not meant for her, 
but she's hitting this wall every time. And so I, I said, we need to, we need to reinvestigate who you are, mm. not how you play the flute. So she had the baton in her hand today and she felt like a million bucks because she could feel could, because she could conduct the band in four and get them to start and stop together. And she, even through the mask, you could tell she was smiling so mm -hmm. much today. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's, that's the mark of a, I just, that's the mark of a great teacher. It's not so much, putting upon them what your ideals are, but allowing who they are to emerge yeah. in the process. And of course, there has to be guidance. You know, yeah. nobody's saying that you just let the kids run the whole ship, but but there has to be that ebb and that flow. And, and that's so important. You know, um, I think your perspective is everything in a classroom, uh, not just for you, but for them too. And, and in your case, you know, I'm listening to you talk and I'm, I'm hearing you speak about the value, the value that can be had in music, the value that you add, but I know it's not easy. You talked about Prop 13 and different things, and there's, there's lots of challenges that can come against us, lots yeah. of opposition. You know, I had a friend of mine, uh, have a friend of mine years ago, he'd always talk about the haters and the, and the different things that would come again, and that motivated him. That was his thing in that season. You know, yeah. we talk about the enemy, but for many folks, it's not even just the enemy. Sometimes it's the inner me. It's the inner me. And particularly with our students, a lot of times their their behaviors, their shortcomings, their 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 difficulties manifest in a number of different ways, but it's not necessarily toward us. Uh, it's really about what they're going through. So they they they're fighting an inner me. That I, I said it right. I didn't misspeak. I thought I did for a second. They're fighting an inner me, not an That's enemy. Beautiful. There we that go. There we go. So, beautiful. So, so talk to me. Talk to me about this. You, you spoke about being able to see that child, being able to see that, that, that roadblock or that wall that she was hitting, and then being able to pivot and adjust and allow her the opportunity to, to shine in a way uh, that will allow her to continue with it and also buy you some time to figure out what do I do with her. But, but we want to keep them engaged. But how do you do that in the inner city where sometimes it's not even the inner city like we said before it's the inner me that can be the most difficult thing how do you go about engaging both hearts and minds because let's face it you mentioned it before i'm gonna kind of i don't want to camp out on it but i definitely want to speak to it because there may be somebody in the audience today that's listening that's like i don't know how to reach i know how to teach but i don't know how to reach and I'm having difficulty. In your case, you're in the inner city. You came from an urban setting, but you said it yourself. <laughs> you're the older white man compared yeah. to the younger black kids that maybe yeah. you're teaching or the Hispanic kids or what, whatever the demographic is. You said it yourself. We don't look the same. So how do you get that buy-in from somebody who may be kind of resistant? you know, resistant to what can, what can he know about me? You don't know me, son. You don't yeah. know me, man. Well, how does that, how does that work? How does that work? I think there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a chat, there's a challenge to decharge that energy. And I think I have a hard time doing it when, when I'm in a teacher focused classroom and I'm the sage on the stage and you're all supposed to listen to me. So a lot of it, I feel like a lot of those connections happen individually i have to step away from the podium maybe hmm. get some somebody else to lead the class a little bit or at least just to give them a task to do something and then i can meet the kid one-on-one -on -one. 
I might invite them in during lunch, during during SSR, the sustained silent reading time period, or their or their elective another time, or just see them out on the on the field during PE and say, hey, can I have a, a minute of your time? And I think it first starts with that genuine look in your eye that says, mm-hmm. I see you, yeah, and I'm yeah. gonna come to your level, and I'm not your teacher right now, and I'm. I, I think the another thing that I do is I I I um I disrobe as their teacher for a minute and I want them to see that I'm a I'm a I'm a musician. I think in my early days of teaching when I would hit that frustration point there was something that I would do um and I thought it at at, at times I thought it was a cop out. I was like, "Man, I can't teach this class right now. Nothing's working. I can't reach them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick up my horn and play." Mhm. For me, and I do, I would do it for me, yeah. and and I, because my words aren't working, I'm just gonna play, and then I noticed that that had an effect. Yeah. Both it cooled me out, and then my students saw me differently. I think there's a legitimacy wow. that you bring because you're a musician, and I was, I was, I would probably play an improvisational thing in that moment that was all about emotion, uh-huh. that was all about feeling, and there was probably some raw emotion in that time because I'm like, ah, I can't contain this class let me just play and that new voice in the room i think that you know sometimes catches them off guard that doesn't work all the time but now i use that to say i was a i was someone attracted to music before i became before i was a teacher and i'm here now as your teacher because i love this thing and i love it so much it's affected my life that i want to share that with you in any way and i want to see you who you are because now that you see me, you know, nude and and completely, yeah, you know, t- yeah. my 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 accolades are off and whatever. I'm no longer Mr. Pittsmith. I'm just a person. So th- th- there are those things, but I also think it's super important for educators to recognize that whatever that that energy a student, maybe it's defiance, maybe it's um, belligerence, maybe it's, you know, there's something else underneath it. There's always something else underneath it, whether it's coming from lack of confidence or uh, feeling that they don't belong. Um, That's key to me, too, is that my students see themselves in what we're doing. Um, whether I don't look, if I don't look like them, I want them to hear things that sound like them in the, in the music that we play or see, hear composers that come from their walks of life and come from their ethnicities. Um, so I think legitimacy brings them to the table um, and, and, and giving them uh, agency mm-hmm. of whatever that might be. Um, but I can't say I fixed that problem. There's always going to be that challenge. Sure, sure. No, that's, that's, wow, wow. If you're listening to this right now and, and, and you're, you're truly listening and not just hearing it, you have been given so many, so many powerful principles, techniques, transformative tools to help you create an atmosphere and a climate in your classroom, regardless of what you teach. Because there's so many folks that are listening today that may be music educators, some may be math educators, some may be science, but at the end of the day, our role is still the same. And that's to help that young person discover what is significant so that they can be significant. And the significance is within them. A lot of times we say, as I said before, it's not an enemy, it's the inner me that oftentimes we we have the greatest battles with. And 
and and you just reminded us all of the unique power music holds. Um, it is the universal language. We've we've both been in situations where you've gone to places where people couldn't speak the language, but you played that instrument and yeah. it provoked them. It bypasses it bypasses the brain and goes straight to the heart. So so in your case as a teacher, it's not about being a perfect person. That's never going to work because you can con a con, you can fool a fool, but you can't kid a kid. A kid can tell. They just, they got the radar, right? So they know there's no perfect people, but they do understand that that we are simply humanity on display. I like how you said that I'm taking the garb off, right? Yeah. That there's, a, there's a level of transparency and intimacy that, that, that happens when we share what's close to our heart. And in your case, you have the passion for music and it came through as you played your horn. I'm the same way. Sometimes I'd get my horn out and I'd play and all of a sudden the kids, I could tell, I didn't think about it till you just said it. They see you differently. Yeah. They see you as something more than a teacher that you, you all of a sudden now you Yoda, <laughs> you're not a teacher, you're the educator. You're like, man, my man know the stuff too. He ain't just talking about it. He, yeah. He's been, he's been about it. And, well, and I have, love have that, that thing that, that have I you had the, that. I'm sorry to interrupt, but have you had the experience where you're, you've got a gig in, in town and your, and your students come and see you? Oh yeah. Yeah, of course. Right. And I, I, I have a, we have a, a semester long assignment of, you got to write a concert report. And and of course, it's a double edged. It's 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 a win win situation when I can promote my own gigs and and, yeah. and more ticket you know players and, and all that that they're in the show. And then my students are in the audience, and I I just I see them having that aha moment of like, yeah. wow, there's this guy who's now a teacher, and I saw you differently. They've even said that to me. How does this work? I mean, he's he's both. Like it, it, it <laughs> my mind is blown. You know, you can say it. It's exactly. kind of like when they run into you in the produce section at, at the store. It's like, oh, my God, you know, you shop here outside. too. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you eat vegetables, too? You leave the classroom? Yeah, right, kids, right. it's mind blowing. But I think it's important that we give them multiple ways uh, to perceive us and to see us yeah. uh, so that so that they understand that there's a dynamic to who we are. Mm -hmm. We are dynamic individuals to my educators love, out there. You're a dynamic, you're dynamic today. I love, I love, love switching the tables in my classroom. And I tried this, I tried this all the time. Okay. I'm the student. You're the teacher. Tell yeah. me what I'm doing. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. Tell me how to fix this bad embouchure playing something badly. Or like maybe, maybe I've got the right rhythm, but the wrong pitch and they need to discern which is which. Um, the other, the other musical specific exercise that I'm sure you do, um, and that I think is real analogous to what we're talking about here is pegging a tuner, right? But, but instead of having the tuner be your reference point, it's your stand partner. So stand partner A, I want you to hold the pitch. Stand partner B, I want you to bend around her pitch. And so that idea that like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to not only listen for good intonation and identify flat and sharp and all of those musical terminologies, but also like, how, how do I have you be my reference point? I'm listening to you, but I'm also listening to me and I'm adjusting what I'm doing. Now let's switch the roles. And I think that's so analogous to how we have to get through life. We always have to lean on each other. Absolutely, and that is so important. I mean, you, 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 we always say life's better when we band together. And, yeah. and the fact of the matter is you can't even say the word band 
without the word and. I mean, like, like right. it's it's contingent upon some 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 corporateness. And 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 the interesting thing is all these principles, folks may be listening today going, well, what's what's the big deal about music? You know, music is so powerful because it's a reflection of everything that's good in our world. If you have ensemble, if you have a mindset of ensemble, then you also have a citizenship and idea right. of community. You also right. understand that, that it can't just be about you. I always like to tell the kids, it's not about you, it's not about me, it's all about we. It's better together. And getting getting that reference, man, so many folks are polarized and they they isolate. But I don't think you can elevate if you isolate. I think yeah. it's it's in the it's in the abundance of perspectives that we all grow and we all learn. So just that that analogy you talked about of being able to listen to somebody, use that as a reference for me to see where I am, and then together we continue to grow and build. I think that's such a powerful thing. It it, it harkens back to um, the, the 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 perception that you put out as the teacher. And educators have to understand how important their role is. Everything that you're sharing today, Zach, is powerful, but it's 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 a it's a result of what you've put into the room. I believe there's two types of people. There's there's thermostats and there's there's thermometers, right? Right? And down here in the south, I'm gonna be honest, in the middle of the summer, you're not gonna make a lot of friends bringing a thermostat to a room that doesn't have air conditioning. It's just hot down here. It's nasty. Yeah. But if you can in some kind of way create a climate if you are the thermostat you got a fan base now we love you we love you because now you have brought that temperature down to a place where we can appreciate it you are actually you're a climate changer climate change is real i believe every day that we have the opportunity to change the climate and the atmospheres of the rooms and the Mm. stages that we inhabit and if we can do that charged over young people now our effect is exponential because it doesn't just affect that room but it affects lives and legacies for yeah. for ages and some of the things we do we won't even know until time has come uh on it a little bit or even eternity is 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 rested on it a little bit so look look this is this is I'm, look i told you i told you see the sound family i told you today you were gonna get some value and this oh, has man. been an amazing value we're not done by any stretch of the imagination but we are going to take a pause for the cause and come right back look zach we're gonna put you on the hot seat man oh from, from one smith to another we're gonna put okay. you on the hot seat we could we call it the sound check so so in just a second we're gonna do a rapid fire thing i hope you're ready i hope you're ready uh-huh. man for my listeners they kind of know what's up but uh but we're going to take a quick pause and on the other side of this sound you'll see the sound mic check one two one two mic check one two one two are back we are back we call it we call it see the sound the podcast that challenges us to see past you know just the the curriculum and see the kid right the podcast that challenges us to see beyond the individual and and see what moves the heart of the individual the teacher because at the end of the day if it was just about information they could google it so why are they coming each and every day why are they giving their currency their time i believe it's because of the sound educators it's those sound adults in their lives and what makes a great educator sound that's what this podcast is about. And I'm so excited that we got a sound educator, a sound adult on the line today. We got Mr. Zach Pitt-Smith. And uh, for those that don't know, phenomenal music educator. We talked about it out on the West Coast. He's been on the East Coast. He's been on the West Coast, probably been on the third coast a few times. He's been all over the place, guys. Uh, kids have been featured in in a number of different varieties, uh, not to mention least 
Disney's Pixar soul. But most importantly, it's not about the accolades, you know, top 25 Grammy finalists. But the big thing is who he is to them. His being is so important and his perspective is what makes his classroom something that transcends the lesson and becomes an experience that lasts for a lifetime. So, so when we talk about creating that type of climate, that type of culture, that type of atmosphere uh, for a kid, it starts with the individual and it starts with how they see this thing called teaching. So, so I want to talk to you. Uh, if you could just, if you could just share with us uh, this session right here, we talk about, we talk about seeing the sound. We talk about being the sound. And sometimes we put people on the hot seat. We'll do a sound check. But today, I'm not going to put you on the hot seat. I changed my mind. We're going to take you <laughs> off the hot seat. I'm going to challenge you. Yeah, yeah. Get, get your mind right there. As I know down there in, in uh, Louisiana or Florida, wherever you are, it, yeah. it, it, it's hot. It so. gets hot. It gets hot. So we're we going to spare you, man. We're going to spare Thank you. you. <laughs> we're going to let you not sit on the hot seat. But we are going to ask you, what does it mean to step off the podium? You know, as an educator, I step off the podium physically a number of times. I'm rarely on the podium because I believe the greatest work is done when I get down there with them and I can see it from their level and I can, my perception is clear when I'm a little bit closer, when I'm in proximity. But, but I know even prospectively, stepping off the podium is not always physical. Sometimes it's mental, it's emotional. How can we step off the podium in this season to help them discover their sound? I want you to speak to that, Zach. I think, a kid can't see themselves and hear themselves a part of an ensemble and and show up and want to be a part of ensemble unless they know that they themselves themselves matter as an individual the the analogy i often use is the forest and the tree and i first discovered it for myself as a teacher both as an ensemble director but then i would stop and in the afternoons i would teach private lessons and then you realize you're with a, an individual that every ensemble is made up of individuals with different needs and different challenges and different growth. So I think giving those students that opportunity. So I make time in my school day, uh, in my week to, to try to see small groups or individuals. And if I can't do it, it's a big part of my program to have some of our community partners. We work with the Oakland Symphony and we work with SF Jazz and we work. I, I, I do feel like my network of professional uh, colleagues in the community is is part and parcel to the success of what we do. You can't just you can't teach a, a program yeah. yourself, and so having having a lot of these partners come in and work with students, their individual needs are met, they're seen, and maybe sometimes it's 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 stepping away from the podium. Uh, and and the music that we're working on an ensemble. Because hey, let's be let's let's be real. The the baritone and the tuba part may not be all that exciting, but you've got an excited student on that instrument. You have to give something that's exciting to them. So it might be it might be an etude. It might be a piece of music. It might be it might be an essay. It might be an introduction to Wow. Do you know about Howard Johnson? Howard Johnson, great te you know Barry Sachs player and 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 uh, and tuba player. Rest in peace. He passed away last year. Came to my high school. Hey, tuba player, let me tell you about this guy who was super exciting, right? And and they their their mind is opened by learning about someone new that speaks to them. I also think that um, community connections mean a lot. Um, when during COVID, uh, the the distance learning really changed up what our our paradigm in our ensembles. We weren't teaching to the to the to the uh, to the concert anymore, and so. I made it my priority to uh, connect with different uh, 
in different ways to different different community partners. Uh, one was, and, and it wasn't a community partner, it was a Balinese gamelan based in Bali. So okay. what community is that? That's the global community. Yeah. We were we we did Zoom classes in which we had these this they were a residency in our class. And I think that was some of the most special moments during our distance learning, which felt very disconnected, but these kids were leaning into their computer, their their cameras were on, and I had other teachers telling me like, oh though you you saw so and so's camera they it was off the, the whole year yeah so well they turned it on because they wanted to really show themselves as present with these kids in bali because we were connecting with them that time or we did a we did a video um uh we did a band piece with um with some college kids and a community orchestra during distance learning in which we were featured uh the piece was by omar thomas an african-american composer uh, and her, the piece was called Mother of a Revolution. It was honoring Marsha P. Johnson, who was a, a trans woman of color, who was, uh, I guess, one of the forebears of the Stonewall Revolution. So talking about trans rights and, and, and LGBTQ community, I think when you, when you bring uh, uh, issues into what you're, what you're working on in school, I think kids, kids lend an ear to that. They're real. They know what's they know about inequities. They know what's fair and unfair in the world right now. And when they know that, like, we're going to talk about this book, To Kill a Mockingbird, because of race issues. We're going to talk about this song because of LGBTQ issues. I think kids kids tend to realize, like, there's more to it than than there. So I feel like that's one way we, we have to step off the podium. That's good. That's good. And I, and, and I, love, I love how you brought it back to the individuals, because stepping off the podium gives you that opportunity to engage in such a meaningful and powerful way that sometimes we can't do corporately. Um, and I want folks to hear me when we talk about this. So much of what we do in the classroom is not in and of ourselves. It's the totality of who we're around, our experiences, our background, um, all the investments that have been made in us. So remember that, especially in the difficult times, don't put that pressure on your shoulders to try to fix everything because you never did anything by yourself anyway. None of right. us. There's no self-made anyone. We're mm -hmm. all just a byproduct of so many wonderful happenings. And sometimes some quote-unquote unfortunate happenings that as time goes on, we begin to even see the beauty in those things that we consider the loss. So don't be so quick to judge even in this season. What you think is a loss sometimes is a lesson. And the mm -hmm. only mistakes are really mistakes, missed opportunities. And we can't afford to miss those opportunities in working with and elevating not just ourselves, but our students. Every ensemble is made of individual sounds. I love that. And at the end of the day, uh, our audience today, and dare I say audience, <laughs> it's not an audience. I correct myself. Everyone today has a sound. So today, we're not just speaking to an audience. We're conducting a symphony. That's right. Because We're everyone's sound brings that together. Yes, indeed. Zach, I cannot, I can't thank you enough. So much value was added today by hmm. our time together. Your words, your perspective, uh, your experience, uh, it has just been, it's been life-giving today. And if there's wow. anybody that's listening, that's under the sound of my voice, I know they will agree. And I know for many of them, they, they may even want to know, how can I stay connected? Um, how would you how would you encourage folks to to follow you on your journey? Because the story is not written yet; it's still being written. Uh, how 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 can we stay connected with you? 
um, as, as we continue all forward in our in our in our journeys. Oh wow! Well, yeah, I just have to tell you, I've been a big fan of yours. I've been following what you you do and 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 watching some of your videos that you made a while back, and watching you teach was was just like kind of transforming for me. And your energy, I, I feel very akin to you. Yeah. And and this is really Thank just a, a great opportunity to 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 wrap with you and. I hope to meet you in person one day. Indeed, indeed, indeed. I would like like to be in the same room with you, perhaps with our saxophones, but but or 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 batons, or just you know with a big hug. That would be great. That's it. That I would love be the really world. Good. The world just gets smaller and smaller with every interaction and every opportunity. So it it, it definitely won't be long. It won't be long. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, well, if 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 um, if listeners are interested in in knowing what I'm doing in Oakland and and want to keep in touch, I would love for them to reach out and say hello. The school I'm teaching at is Edna Brewer, Edna Brewer, and we have a website, ednabrewer.net. Um, music at ednabrewer.net is my is my uh, email there. Um, I also uh, am privileged to be directing a lot of my alumni and 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 some of the best you know music instrumental music musicians in in oakland who are a part of a group called oakland east side all-stars and uh its acronym is oes o-e-a-s-e and we we have an oes all-star instagram uh page maybe i'll i can send you a link if it's if i don't know how it's going to go out but it's oes all-stars um the kids are the kids manage that i don't manage that <laughs> it's a little bit of a neanderthal with that but we're, we're we'll have a website soon enough and um we have some uh, exciting uh, concerts coming up in the Bay Area. We're going to try to take a tour if we can uh, manage that in, in to, down to Los Angeles in uh, early 2022. Um, maybe we can even make it to a Gen Fest at some point. Um, we'll see. That's it. That's uh, yeah, it. that's, we'll that's see. what's time up. Will, time will tell. And uh, our time together has been just, again, amazing. I cannot s say it enough. This is definitely time well spent, and I appreciate you sharing Likewise. your time and, and, and talent and treasure with us in, in this in this powerful way, guys. Look, it's all about helping you. It's all about helping you succeed over frustration and fatigue in this season. At the same time, keep on going because you are that child's best bet. And, uh, you know, it's an arduous journey, but it's a hero's journey. It's one that you're well-equipped to make as long as you keep on going. So remember this, whether you're a teacher or whether whether you're somebody who just has an, a vested interest in the development of others at the end of the day if that's your mindset you are now an educator because in my opinion an educator is more than a teacher an educator is someone who adds value and if that's the case remember this that this thing called life it's just a class and the world that we live in as crazy as it may be it's just our classroom so keep on going and make your classroom sound Make your teaching effort, and I promise you, I promise you, legacy will be significant. Until next time, Nikki Smith Jr. Can you hear the sound, heartbeat of that motherless child? As we search for love, we all need a warmth of smile. There's a sound that is so sweet when we hear child you belong so let our words of love flow freely like a river strong and let us
for love we all need Warmth of a smile There's a sound that is so sweet when we hear child to change the